It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys, and welcome back to the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti hitting you guys back up. It is Wednesday, March 14th, and that means the league year in the NFL will officially begin at 4 o'clock Eastern time. And that means all the trades that we've seen over the last few weeks, including Alex Smith to the Redskins and Marcus Peters to the Rams, they'll all become official today, as will some of these contracts that have been agreed to with some of the free agents can become official. As, of course, the last couple days were the legal tampering period. And so effectively, all the top free agents seem to be already off the board, and we'll touch on that in a little bit. But of course, we're going to start with some of the Panthers' moves, and we'll start with the player that they signed, or have agreed to at least, um, to start this free agency period, and that was Bashad Breland, the cornerback formerly of the Washington Redskins. They signed him to a three-year, $24 million contract with $11 million guaranteed. So there effectively is your new your new cornerback after the team, of course, traded Daryl Worley to the Philadelphia Eagles. And Breland is not bad. Um, you know, he took a little bit of time to develop when he first came to Washington, but he's developed pretty nicely. And I, I think fans will like this move. Uh, I'm looking at, if you're a fan of Ian Wharton, at NFL Film Study on Twitter, you know that he does work with cornerbacks for Bleacher Report, and he's working on his own project involving a lot of the cornerbacks. And he had some pretty good things to say about Breland, and I'll kind of glance over that right now, give you his thoughts, give you guys an idea of give you guys an idea of what's coming to the Panthers in Breland. So. What Ian does is he grades, he has a point scale for different uh, dif- different criteria, and overall he ends up giving an overall grade out of 100. And some of the better, some of the better statistics or the better categories that Breland scored in, uh, he liked he liked how Breland is in coverage and reaction, gave him a 10 out of 10 in position value. Um, and here, here's a summary, so I'm quoting in here. He doesn't have the same reputation as his teammate Josh Norman, now former teammate Josh Norman, but quietly Rashad Breland had a stellar season for the Washington Redskins. His vastly improved balance on changes in direction resulted in 19 passes defended, a career high. He's an excellent athlete, capable of playing press man coverage and routinely forcing tough catches. He's not much of an interception threat, but he's a high-end number two corner at worst right now. So that's some pretty high praise. Because again, I think because uh, Ian's definitely one of the better cornerback scouts out there. So that that's pretty high praise. So you definitely have to be pretty happy and pretty confident now in what the Panthers are going to have now in the secondary, or at least what they're starting to build now that you have Breland and James Bradbury. 
you have to figure, obviously, they're going to look at safety probably pretty high. Um, I would not rule out the possibility of the Panthers. Now, granted, they don't have a lot of ammo. But if they can figure out a way and the board falls a certain way, maybe they come up with some kind of package to trade up into an area where they can take Derwin James of Florida State. And if that happens, then all of a sudden you're, you're building a really nice young secondary because Breland is going to be really one of the oldest guys in that secondary, and he's only 26 years old. Then you would possibly have, you know, if this plays out, then you can have the rookie and Derwin James and James Bradbury is obviously not that old. I think he's only he's only about 24, 24 years old. He'll be 25 in August. So that would be a nice a nice young core if that happens. And there are some other decent safeties in this class. You have Ronnie Harrison of Alabama, Deshaun Elliott of Texas. Uh, I like Quinn Blanding a little bit out of Virginia. So there's, there's a couple of options here if they don't nab Derwin James. But you could you could start to see the pieces are are forming a little bit uh, in terms of the secondary. And we'll, we'll see now as, especially now that the first wave is essentially over, because again, all the big names are gone. You move on now. And you look to see if the Panthers kind of continue to attack the secondary in free agency or if they're just going to wait now until the draft. I'm going to look real quick at some of the remaining free agents at safety. And we'll look at free safety, the free safety list right now on SpotRack. Um... Not not too many though. Probably probably guys like uh, we'll look at some young guys. You have Trey Boston of the Chargers, Isaiah Johnson of the Rams, Terrence Brooks of the Jets. Because yeah, a lot of the top guys were already off the market. Rafi obviously they released Kirk Coleman who signed with the Saints. Raphael Bush signed a two-year deal, four and a half million. With the Buffalo Bills, Nate Ebner, the special team standout for the Patriots, re-signed with the Patriots, and Walt Aikens re-signed with the Miami Dolphins. So not a whole lot of young options left as far as free safety goes. If we change it up to strong safety, uh, Tavon Wilson re-upped with the Lions. But you still have, still have guys like Eric Reed, Kamal Ishmael of the Falcons, Kenny Vaccaro is out there. Uh, so again, it's just a matter. Or if they want like a stopgap, TJ Ward is out there. So it's a matter of if they want to target one of these guys later in free agency, or if they're, or if they're going to wait till the draft to target safety, or maybe they'll double dip. Uh, but in any event, the secondary is already starting to. Get pieced together. I, I, re I really like the Breland pickup. He, I think you could definitely slot in at, as your as your number one, or at least it creates a a solid combo now between Breland and James Bradbury.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As a reminder, of course, you are listening to Locked On Podcast Network. Remember to check out all the great shows here across the network, NFL, MLB, NBA, all your teams are covered. Uh, shout out to the Locked On NFL Draft crew, as always, John Ledyard and Trevor Sikama. They're doing a a neat little neat little project where they're breaking down the top 32 prospects NCAA tournament style. As of course, the NCAA tournament has gotten underway. Uh, if you're listening, obviously the first four has already started, but the the big stuff, the round of 64, starts tomorrow. So if you filled out a bracket, best of luck to you, and may it not be busted by the end of Thursday. In continuing with free agency notes that affected the Panthers, Breland, of course, was really the only guy so far that has come in to the Panthers. But the Panthers have now, of course, lost two players, two starters, two other teams, Andrew Norwell, of course, the first one, and we expected that he would not be back. They didn't franchise tag him. They weren't going to pay him all that money. He ends up going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Five years, $66.5 million, including $30 million guaranteed. That, of course, from the great Adam Schefter. This will make him the highest paid guard in the NFL at $13.3 million per year. Because uh, then he also compared, he mentioned the top top contracts in terms of average annual value among offensive linemen. The previous high was Russell Okung at 13 and a quarter mil per year and Trent Williams at 13.2 million. Now it's Andrew Norwell at 13.3 million. This is a real nice move for the Jaguars. Obviously, they had the big run to the AFC Championship, and now they're going to continue to bolster the offensive line in in hopes of helping Leonard Fournette, because now you've got a really strong left side of the line with Cam Robinson at left tackle and now Andrew Norwell at left guard. It was already a solid offensive line, but Norwell really beefs it up, especially with some of the some of the strong defensive lines that you have in the AFC South. You know, you have Houston's front, you have Tennessee's front. 
Uh, Indianapolis, of course, still trying to work on theirs, but we'll see if they can improve their their edge rush play. But that that's a that's a really strong left left side of the line. So would not surprise me to see Jacksonville become one of the better running teams in in the NFL this season, and certainly he is he is deserving of being of being the highest paid guard. He certainly played like one of the best guards in 2017, and now he's cashing in on it. The other starter that is now gone from the Bill or from the Panthers, excuse me, is going to the Buffalo Bills, and that of course was defensive lineman Starlo Tulele, reportedly a five-year contract with the Bills as they look to get back that nasty defensive line that they had, you know, maybe trying to replenish what they had in Marcel Darius. Bills, of course, also re-signed Kyle Willems, so they're kind of keeping that defensive line intact. Starr was another guy that probably wasn't coming back. You know, they'll probably target defensive line at some point in the draft. You know, and talk with some people, um, even just casually on Twitter. B.J. Hill is a name that's been brought up as a potential option of the defensive tackle out of North Carolina State. And I'm a fan of really all the defensive line from NC State. Obviously, Chubb is the big one, but then you have Hill, you have Justin Jones, and you have uh, Cantadius Street, who made a little bit of a name for himself down at the Shrine game. I think all four of them are going to make solid players, and whichever team gets one of those players is getting a, a pretty good player. But it's, it's definitely intriguing to see now what Star is going to bring to the Bills. Just bring him that interior presence, stopping the run. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see. But again, I definitely shouldn't be shocked that that Star is gone, especially when they gave the big contract to Vernon Butler prior to last season. In a similar sense with Andrew Norwell, they gave the big contract extension to Trey Turner. That effectively made the decision for Andrew Norwell. And going back quick to Norwell, a little bit of a surprise, too, that Jacksonville popped up because we know that he was probably the top free agent target for the New York Giants. You know, a lot a lot of the talk, a lot of the dot connecting was that they were going to go hard after him and Norwell could potentially land with the Giants. And then all of a sudden, here comes Jacksonville. And now Norwell becomes the highest paid guard in the NFL with the Jaguars. But the Jaguars, of course, or excuse me, the Giants, the Giants did come up and get their offensive linemen. They did sign... Nate Solder, to a pretty big contract, actually. I believe I believe it was in the neighborhood of about, yeah, $15.5 million. He signed a four-year, $62 million deal with $35 million guaranteed. He leaves the Patriots. He goes to the New York Giants, which, that's a lot of money. I mean, I never... 
you know, Solder, Solder's an all right tackle, but I don't know if he's worth 15 plus million per. But perhaps desperate times call for desperate measures. We know that Eric Flowers was a little rough. So they just wanted to try to get somebody in there to uh, to kind of man that left side. I know there's a lot of people now talking about them possibly going after Quentin Nelson too in the draft at uh, number th- at number two overall, which is very possible. Uh, we'll see what happens. I still think it could be Josh Rosen, but you know I could definitely warm up to the idea of it being Quentin Nelson. Let's kind of scan the league a little bit too now and talk about some of the other free agent signings, or at least reported free agent signings that have happened. And we'll, of course, start with the quarterback domino effect that took place over the last couple of days. Started with started with Case Keenum signing for two years, $36 million with the Denver Broncos, and then things kind of started to to play out from there. Drew, there was the talk about Drew Brees and the slight chance that maybe he would leave the Saints, and there was the report that the Vikings were in touch. But in the end, Brees signs with the Saints. Two years, $50 million, with $27 million guaranteed. Although I believe they said it effectively is a one-year deal with an option for the second year. But in any event, it likely means that he will retire in New Orleans. And then, of course, the big domino fell. Once Case Keenum signed with Denver, then signs really started to point to Kirk Cousins landing with the Vikings. And sure enough, he gets a three-year, $84 million, fully guaranteed contract. All $84 million guaranteed. So he does get... And they... Kind of we're starting to talk about him getting $28 million per year. So that's what he got. Uh, an interesting note, though, too, that I came across from Albert Breer is that a lot of these agents and players are going after three-year contracts because it gives them one more chance to be a free agent after the new CBA kicks in. Because remember, CBA expires after the 2020 season. So a three-year contract would take you through 2020, and hopefully there is no uh, no lockout, and that these players will be able to cash in pretty well once the new CBA kicks. Because you have to figure the players are going to get more money after they seemingly were, to be quite frank, screwed over a little bit in terms of the sharing of the revenue pie, as it were. So really interesting because you see Kirk Cousins getting a three-year deal. Uh, a guy like Sammy Watkins signing a three-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs, $48 million. Allen Robinson, three-year deal, $42 million with the Chicago Bears. Uh, Albert Wilson, three years, $24 million with the Miami Dolphins. So a lot, a lot of three-year contracts, obviously. Some of these a little more, some a little less, but... Definitely seeing a lot of three-year contracts. Jimmy Graham, three-year deal with the Packers, who, of course, released Jordy Nelson as well yesterday. Kind of starting to 
kind of were getting the sense that one uh, at least one of Jordy Nelson or Randall Cobb would get cut, and sure enough, it was Jordy Nelson. And I mean, Derek, they could still cut Randall Cobb as well. You know, with now that they have the big money for Devontae Adams, Ty Montgomery is a bit of a hybrid player, so we'll we'll see what they do with Randall Cobb. Uh, one one player I should note, you know, got to go back to the Panthers real quick because got to mention our buddy Jonathan Stewart. He signed a two year two year deal, almost seven million dollars. He'll now be teammates with Nate Solder. Stewart signed with the New York Giants, following old GM Dave Gettleman there. So we'll we'll see how that hang. How that works. Uh, obviously, with Solder trying to beef up the offensive line, and if they land a guard, maybe if they draft Quentin Nelson, uh, you know, we'll see what Stewart has left in the tank. But Giants really didn't get a whole lot out of their running game in 2017, so they're just trying to maybe pluck away and see whatever they can get, and they're hoping that Stewart can give them a little bit of a uh, little bit of a spark. Uh, some other interesting names. Uh, let's talk about Chicago, though. They've been uh, they've been pretty busy. You know, we we just mentioned they signed Allen Robinson. They also signed former Eagles tight end Trey Burton, and they also signed former Falcons receiver Taylor Gabriel, both to four-year contracts. So, talk about really getting some weapons now for for Mitchell Trubisky. So now you have Allen Robinson, you have Cameron Meredith, and you have Taylor Gabriel as three of your top receivers, and then Trey Burton now as your tight end. And, you know, we, we saw it last year with the Rams with Jared Goff. Get him some, get him some talent and just let him work his magic. So that's what the Bears are going to try to do with Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, they also signed backup quarterback Chase Daniel to your to, to your contract. Let's go back to that real quick to the, the kind of quarterback carousel because it was interesting to see some of the teams that double dipped on quarterbacks. Uh, Arizona was one of them. Now we know Arizona obviously needed quarterbacks because going into free agency they they literally did not have a quarterback on their roster because Carson Palmer retired and everybody else was a free agent. Drew Stanton, um, Blaine Gabber, and Matt Barkley. So they went and they double dipped on quarterbacks. They of course signed Sam Bradford for one year, $20 million with 15 million of that guaranteed. It's almost amazing how Sam Bradford is able to get all this money and then they also went and they signed quarterback Mike Glennon, the former big money boy for the Chicago Bears before he, of course, fell flat on his face and opened things up for Mitchell Trubisky. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. You've also had, because I believe there was one other team that also double-dipped at quarterback. Trying to look for that. Oh, yeah, sorry. The New York Jets re-signed. Um, re-signed Josh McCown to a one-year deal, and they also signed Teddy Bridgewater to a one-year deal. So all the former Vikings quarterbacks are now former former Vikings and all on different teams, of course, as you now have, uh, again, Bridgewater with the Jets, Bradford with the Cardinals, and Case Keenum with the Broncos. I'm still pulling for Teddy Bridgewater. I hope... I hope he does well. I hope he's able to come back from the from his injury. Yeah, at least it gives him a chance now to compete compete with Josh McCown. And if they want to throw Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg in there, so be it. But uh, it also wouldn't surprise me if they still draft a quarterback. You know, especially with both of these guys on one-year deals. Obviously, they wanted Kirk Cousins. That didn't happen, so this is pro- this was probably the next best move. This was plan B or maybe C. But in any event, at least they're somewhat at, – at least they got Josh McCown back too, which for the Jets' sake, I would have kind of liked to have seen them re-sign McCown because McCown really was one of the biggest reasons that the New York Jets – did as well as they did. I mean, this was a team that was only expected to win maybe one game all season. They go and they win five, and part of that was because of Josh McCown. Now he's back, and you give Teddy Bridgewater a shot, so that'll certainly be interesting to watch in New York. And one last thing, uh, or a couple other things. San Francisco, a little busy. They gave a lot of money, $7.5 million per year, to Jarek McKinnon, the former running back of the Vikings, which I find really interesting because I didn't think he'd be worth, I don't know if he's worth $7.5 million a year, but you know the Niners have the cap room, and he's kind of that do-it-all back that you can use in Kyle Shanahan's offense, especially now that Carlos Hyde has signed with the Cleveland Browns. And then, of course, they went and signed Richard Sherman after his release from the Seahawks. And they bring in Weston Richburg, the former guard and center from the New York Giants. And then it seems like all the former Patriots are going to Tennessee. Uh, they signed Dion Lewis to a four-year, $20 million deal. Uh, so he did get $5 million a year, which was about where he was probably expected to be. And then their big signing was Malcolm Butler. Five years, $61.25 million with $30 million guaranteed. You figure he was probably – he was on the outs in New England – 
Tennessee steps in, and they also re-sign their guard, Josh Klein. So a lot of a lot of interesting free agent signings so far, at least when they become official. Certainly still more to come, but again, I, I think you could pretty much say that kind of the first wave is just about over or you know close to being over. But certainly a lot, a lot more to talk about in the uh, in the coming days. You know, just real quick note on some of the free agents remaining for Carolina. Again, they're three. Well, really, all four of their unrestricted free agents, at least looking at spot rack, have signed. Again, Norwell to the Jaguars. Coleman to the Saints, Jonathan Stewart to the Giants, and Starlo Tulele to the uh, to the Buffalo Bills. I'll look quick at all the free agents if we look at this list. I uh, still have Charles Johnson, Julius Peppers, Derek Anderson, Ed Dixon, Charles Johnson, the wide receiver. Jairus Bird, Amini Silatolu, Teddy Williams, Andrew Gatchkar, S- Scott Simonson, Brenton Burson, David Yankee, Kalen Clay, Ladarius Gunter, and Dan France are the rest of the free agents, or at least the unsigned free agents left for the Panthers. So with that, I think we'll kind of wrap things up here. Obviously, there was a lot to digest, did our best to kind of condense it all within about 25 minutes or so. Uh, thanks for sticking through it as always. Really do appreciate you hearing me chatter about it, and I hope you guys enjoyed the legal tampering period, effectively the first day of the NFL free agent period. So thanks again as always for sticking around, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the free agent period. As we start winding down toward the draft now, too, which is only about six weeks away. So buckle up because it's going to be a lot of fun. Until next time, this is Bill Rossetti saying thanks for listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast. Remember to check out all the episodes and all the shows here on the Locked On Network. And we'll see you right back here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.